dudes and dudettes, Michelangelo here just to tell you that you are listening to the Points of Interest podcast. Am I right? Did I get that right? Absolutely. All right, absolutely. Bodacious Cowabunga! Woo! And LED Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. An elegant weapon, but a more civilized age. This is a journey into sound. the Jedi Ross and welcome back kids it's good to be here in the L5J studios again with you we have returned to the land of the great white north after heading south to the 2016 Chicago Comics and Entertainment Expo that's right C2E2 kids what a hell of a good time what a hell of a good show I'm going to tell you all about it and bring you some very very special chats from an amazing experience First of all, I have to address the elephant in the room. Yes, I did in fact see Batman vs. Superman. Yes, I am on the polarized side that enjoyed the movie. I can completely understand why it's not for everybody, because it's not made for everybody. Uh, If you were surprised by the tone, feeling, or look of Dawn of Justice, uh, I don't know what the hell you've been expecting, because it's one of the biggest complaints is... That we saw too much in the trailer, well, yeah, we saw a lot in the trailer, so you should have known exactly what you were in for. If you didn't like it, that's fine, that's not your thing, but I guess $430 million worth of people wanted to at least see it. I can't remember a comic book movie as polarizing as Batman vs. Superman. Uh, Things to love, things to hate even, I can completely understand that, but as I've said on this show many, many times before, I'm completely biased, I think Zack Snyder is wonderful. Uh, the plot was, if anything, too much of a plot, uh, rather than having no plot, so I don't understand what's going on there, but as I've been hoping for, visually speaking, this is the most stunning-looking comic book movie ever. Is it trippy? Yeah. Is it something different? Yeah. Uh, you know, I come from the 90s, a time when everything was different, including your Batman. 
you, we still get six different Batman. The beautiful thing about DC is their willingness to try variations on themes and characters over the years. Uh, they've gone pretty far out there, or we wouldn't even have a Dark Knight comic to enjoy if DC didn't have the balls to do that kind of thing. So, I don't know. Uh, I loved it. Thought it was great. Love where it's going. Uh, I do agree. Superman could be lighter. Um, the way they handled him in the Dark Knight comics was a little overboard, but he could be lighter. And, you know, the one thing people are consistently saying about this is it is an improvement on Man of Steel. So hopefully for you kids, Justice League will even be an improvement upon that. But personally, the Bat alone was worth everything. I hope they let Ben Affleck make a thousand Batman movies because it was perfect. It was as perfect as Batman could almost get, at least for that iteration, because as we know, there's long ears, short ears, middle ears, there's so many ears. Uh, for as many ears that Batman has had over the years, he's had is just as many different looks, different variations, different iterations. Uh, nothing wrong with that. I mean, we're going to be getting these movies for decades to come, so don't worry. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens after Phase 4 of the Marvel films and all the Infinity War is over. If you think half those characters are sticking around and half that style is sticking around, it's going to evolve. It's going to change. Same thing will happen, probably happen for DC. It'll go the other way. Either way, loved it. Thought it was absolutely epic, deep, gorgeous, beautiful. And it's okay to disagree. It's okay to not like the movie. As much as it pains me to have to say this, it is just a movie, kids. You know, so, you know, if you didn't like it, fine, move on. But of course, we are going to get more because, you know, if you weren't a fan of this movie and you went and paid for it and think it's crazy that it made that much money, that's where we're at, kids. You guys will see anything. We'll all see anything. We are done. We're suckers, you know. I mean, something's got to be as tragic as a Fantastic Four for somebody not to see it. But we wanted Batman versus Superman, and that's exactly what we got. I thought Wonder Woman was wonderful, as everyone else seems to think so as well. Obviously, the favorite part of the movie for most, as me, was Batman. Uh, that scene where he just breaks into that warehouse, I've never seen anything like it. And I could watch hours and hours of that alone. So let's hope that we get to. All right, so... I'm sure a lot of discussion will come up about this extremely polarizing movie a lot in whatever next few pods that I do, so we'll get into it, but I just wanted to give a little brief overlay of how I felt about the movie. Completely understand if it wasn't your cup of tea. It was definitely mine, and it was hot, and I liked it. So, those are my thoughts for now on Batman vs. Superman, but let's get down to the heart of it, shall we? As I mentioned before, C2E2 2016 <sighs> flew my ass down to Chicago. And what a beautiful town, what a beautiful city. It reminded me a lot of home, reminded me a lot of Toronto, even the way it's set up right there on Lake Michigan, like the Sears Tower. It's, it's very cool. Uh, the culture was fantastic. The movie was fantastic. The food, oh, if you haven't had that classic, uh, traditional Chicago deep pan pizza you gotta try it it's you know it's strange they actually put the sauce on top of the cheese it's weird it was like eating pizza lasagna but it was so delicious oh so delicious i mean one slice filled me up for an entire evening it was that good i finally got the chance to experience my first white castle bought three sliders took one bite threw the others out because that was not food Harold and kumar have lied to us because that was the most disgusting substance i've ever put in my mouth 
people kept saying to me, but you're not drunk and it's not 4 a.m. Well, let's hope I'm never so drunk at 4 a.m. that I need White Castle because holy fuck, that filth was absolutely disgusting. You guys think it's gross that we have Fries Supreme up here at Taco Bell? (laughs) You guys got White Castle, period, America. Think you're nuts. But uh, that was fun. Uh, One of the really cool things to experience and witness in Chicago was the black culture. Because even though we have, you know, huge black culture here in Canada, it's very different. It's very island-based. A lot of the heritage and a lot of the traditions of the black people in Canada, at least the Ontario area, are, you know, very island-based. You hear a lot of patois around here, uh, a lot of different speech patterns. Uh, you know, and a lot of different uh, youthful looks. But the cool thing was to be in Chicago. It was Chicago. I was there on a Sunday, and uh, a lot of black folks out, of course, on their way to church, just dressed in their finest. I'm talking long cashmere trench coats, alligator skin shoes, shiny gold watches, and, and actual nice felt fedoras. It was, it was unbelievable. They actually had that accent, you know? It was so cool to hear, so cool to experience. I'd love to go back to Chicago just to experience the city a little more and hang out because, of course, I spent most of my time at the McCormick Place, which was just a beautiful convention center, just a gorgeous convention center, set up really well, uh, luckily attached right to the hotel, uh, which made things very convenient. And we had a fantastic time! A bunch of highlights you're going to get to hear over the next two parts of this C2E2 special. Part one, we're going to be starting off with a few of our good friends. We sat down for a patented uh, quad cast. I sat down with comic pros and cons. Derek Becker, I sat down with Drunk on Comics, and I sat down with Jimmy McKnight of the Ninja Starship Podcast, fellow Points of Interest Podcast Network Podcast. Uh, and now I can officially announce and welcome to the network, uh, Drunk on Comics. We're very, very proud to have Drunk on Comics joining the POI family. So from now on, you'll be able to find their fine, fine show on POI. That's Derek, Tony, Linz, and Matt. Please check them out. You can find them on POI now or at drunkoncomics.com. Uh, yeah. So it was a good time. So we sat down. We had a little quadcast conversation to start the weekend. Um, there was a lot more bar chat that happened that you'll have to go over to their shows to find. If you go to comicprosandcons.com or if you go to drunkoncomics.com, you will find more in-depth conversations. But I'm going to at least play for you the beginning of the weekend where we sat down with uh, four podcasts for a nice quadcast. Uh, have some pints, uh, clinky clinky, and then we're going to bring you a few guests as we did our patented Gorilla Pod stylies down in the trenches in Artist's Alley. Uh, yeah, uh, most of the artists are going to come next episode on part two, but on part one, we're going to bring you the quadcast. We're going to bring you a fantastic, fun conversation with the one and only the merciless Ming Chen of the Mike and Ming Show, I Sell Comics, AMC's comic book men ming was incredibly cool i got to have a pint with him at the bar got to hang out with him several times throughout the weekend and he's just one of the most genuine down-to-earth likable guys you'll ever meet um it, it was it was cool it was so cool yeah you'll get to hear it uh right after that you're going to get to hear and experience five years in the making that's right i finally went to the home of 
Mr. Nerdet. That's right. Our girl Phoenix of Heroes and Coffee from POI. She, in fact, is a Chicagoan. And I finally got to meet her after five years of friendship, podcasting, and nerding out together. I finally got to meet my little Padawan phoenix so you get to hear a little chat of me meeting dinner debt uh, after that we bring you a little homegrown talent uh, fellow torontonian uh, artist writer mr jim zub that's right he was at the show so we had a little chat with him about what's going on uh, we talk about wayward skull kickers lots of good fun stuff and we have a little chat about the toronto indie community uh, comic book community unto itself uh, Jim was an excellently fun guy. What a swell fellow. I can't wait to run into him at uh, at the next event, which, uh, whether it be Fan Expo or what, it shall occur. So after I have a chat with Jim Zub, then I sit down with someone I met in Denver last year, someone I'm already a fan of. He's a YouTuber. Uh, he's got a channel called Comic Storian. And what he does is he covers over recent arcs and storylines and origins and such within the comic book world for you to catch up or stay in line or, you know, just satisfy your curiosities. So definitely go to YouTube, check out Comic Storian. Benny's a super fun guy, and I got to meet him in Denver last year, <clears throat> as I just said. So I got to meet up with him again, and we sat down, and we had a cool little chat, got a little more further in-depth into what it is that Benny does. And that was good times. I'm really, really hoping to get to sit down with Benny someday for do a whole show, do a whole episode, because he's a fantastic interview, uh, really, really positive, upbeat guy. So there you go. And then we're going to close it out with an uh, old friend and uh, prolific comic book creator, Mr. Jamal Eigel. That's right. I met Jamal last year at Fan Expo as he was tabled up with... Our good friend Anthony Ruckazer of The First Hero. Jamal is, of course, the creative director of Action Lab, uh, and he's the artist, creator behind Molly Danger, and something really, really cool he's got coming up this year that he's going to tell you all about during our interview. So there you go. That's going to be part one of C2E2, Quadcast, Ming Chen, Denerdet, Jim Zub, Benny the Comic Historian, and Jamal I go. Good times indeed. Stay tuned very soon for part two. Uh, it's going to consist of a whole bunch of awesome, incredible artists. Bob Sally, Canada's own Scott Hepburn, Josh Dahl, my favorite artist working today, Ryan Lee. And of course, we cannot uh, go through an experience like that without speaking with our very, very good, very good friend, uh, Rocket and Groot artist, Bodie Troll artist, Mr. J. Fosgett. So there you go. You'll hear most of our good times through these interviews, but we had a we had a swell adventure, kids. C2E2 is a beautiful beautiful convention, beautiful center. It's carpeted, which is, you know, just just an an ecstatically exciting thing for me. I love carpeting wherever it is in my home, in my house, in my restaurant. You'll hear me say I love Wendy's. Wendy's is my favorite restaurant almost because at least to eat in, maybe not their food, but to eat in, because it's carpeted. Like, God, remember when they had a salad bar even? Wendy's, Wendy's, always being outside the box. Uh, yeah, but uh, Grand Times, if you go to Facebook, please go to An Elegant Weapon on Facebook, and you can see all the pictures, all the pretty pictures I took of all the pretty cosplay and all the fun individuals I hung out with, uh, including our good old friends from Michigan, the Source Point Press crew. They were all down there, so many of them. Sean Seal, Casey Pierce, David Hayes, Travis McIntyre, Devin, 
uh, Josh, Steven Sherrar, Bree. Uh, I think I got everybody. If I missed anybody, I apologize. But uh, the coolest thing about C2E2 is that it was so centralized. I met people from all over, not just from Chicago, not just from Michigan, but all over. And they all came together in this centralized con, uh, which made it very cool because I met a lot of people that uh, I've known online at least for a good five years now and i finally got to meet face to face uh the weekend was a thrilling success i definitely hope to go back next year Uh, of course next month we've got coming up the great philadelphia comic con and then shortly after that motor city comic con the cons are coming the good times are here the red capes are coming the red capes are coming uh, they're here as far as I'm concerned, so let's get some red cape bullshit going on. Part one, here you go, kids. C2E2 2016. Booyah! Alrighty. Let's do some recording. Get some volume. I've already been recording for a minute, ten seconds, yo. Would y'all behind the, behind Dude, the game? A minute and four. Alright. Alright. <laughs> What is your hat? What, what Dragon you sword. What do you think? It's green, a Power green, Rangers hat? Yes, yeah, green Keep pounding the table. Like, That's what like, we do. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to remember not to pound the table, right? Hi. My name's Derek. I'm Jay. I'm Jimmy. I'm also Derek. And uh, in order, we have comic pros and cons. An elegant weapon. The ninja starship. And drunk on comics. And the guy with the radio voice. Oh, Give yeah. Me night. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to all be talking like this for the rest, rest of, of the episode. <laughs> well, all right. Excuse me. How much is that Wonder Woman on the wall? I want to get back to the old tiny talk where we talk really fast and weird. That would be oh, yeah. well. No, let's see here. Yeah, we're going to go to the C2E2 today, and everybody's going to be really happy. It's a fun, fantastic day. It's nice and sunny outside. The beers are $8, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it is officially day one at C2E2. Definitely got the free party in last night, and uh, kicking Feel, things off. Feeling the effects of last night a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Which is why I'm the only one here from the other two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it, well, I mean, I I can't say that that my my crew of people that came down that everyone is uh, technically up and moving at this point. But yeah, it's time for a little pint in the middle of the day, and time for some some kind of uh, first first thoughts. first impressions. Yeah. Now, this is a great show, man. Amazing show so amazing far. Amazing show. Really, have never been here? It's mind-blowing how much it, stuff there dude, is. Dude, breaking yeah. my C2E2 cherry, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first thing of note for me was the immensity of Artist Alley. Yeah. It's fucking huge. 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 I, I still haven't gotten through all of it. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've managed to walk through about half... I've gotten a few books signed and said hello to a few people, but I mean, like, I'm cruising, like, I'm I'm walking fast, I'm not strolling, mm-hmm. and yeah, it is. Fucking and immense. you know what's crazy that uh, that in itself, but also there's many comics like Source Point is outside of Artist Alley. Right, the publishers have yeah, their the own publishers have their, their own, own area, area with their own boots. Like that's insane. Yeah. But, yeah, Derek, you've been here how many times? Zero, actually. This is my first. I thought you were here last year. I was not. No, I came to Motor City. That was the first one I went oh to. Oh, my so. God. Bunch of fucking virgins. I know. It's, it's, yeah. us. it's amazing. Yeah. Just cherry juice running all over the floor. <laughs> I, like, I like the Chicago, though. Yeah, this is a... Uh, Gonna drink in old style. Oh. 
No, I'm, I'm, yeah, you, you made fun of me because I come to Chicago to drink a beer from, uh, from a, that's like half, Michigan. half yeah. an hour away from where I live. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. Still good beer. I like the feel of it so far. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's very organized. And the, and the carpet on the floor? Yes. Carpet on the floor oh, the is carpet spectacular. Is that's oh, one of the reasons God. Wendy's is my favorite fast food restaurant, or one of them. <laughs> I love going to eat in a Wendy's because it's carpeted. They yeah, don't know why. They rolled out the red carpet, no pun intended. Oh, you <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I went there. Yeah. So there, there are four podcasters here, which makes this what, Derek? It is a quadcast. 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 Yeah. So did I pass that torch on to you as being the punny guy yeah, now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you make do you make the non-funny jokes now too? Is that part of it? No, no. I'm still funny, unlike you. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> at least not, you're Derek laughing. now. <laughs> at, least you, <laughs> at least you can be your own Derek and not other Derek. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I could actually be. So while there, you were other Derek. Yeah. It is funny though, like like when when and you guys can go to drunkoncomics.com and check it out. You guys always write uh, a little synopsis of what the show's about, and it's funny because if no one ever listened, they wouldn't necessarily know that there's two different people named exactly. Derek because we spell it the same too, which mm-hmm. is a little yeah. We, crazy. we fuck those extra letters. We really <laughs> use the right spelling. Yeah, so. yeah. We're we're not an oil Derek. Yep. I it's do not the real Derek. <laughs> I do not hold the petrol. We are good. So. <laughs> Holy shit, there's a lot of Rays here. Ray yeah, is Ray all is, over the Ray place. is a very popular Ray topic. is the Harley Quinn of this comic book. He really took mm-hmm. that where's the Ray thing. Two. Three. What? They all crossed each other. That's fantastic. Yeah, this is... Uh, and, and the cosplay I've seen so far today is really good, but you guys... The Mr. Freeze. Oh, I saw him. Oh, my God. Not only is his costume incredible, he's carrying around a little, uh, like, a little Nora, his wife, in, like, a little jar. Like, she's frozen in a jar. He's even got contacts in his eyes. Did you see that? Yeah. So slick. Looks great, man. Yeah. Wait till tomorrow, though. I mean, tomorrow is the major cosplay day. When's the contest? There must be a contest, right? I don't know. I, I don't... Program, yeah, none of us have gotten a program. Oh, I have one. I did get one, but I just I just dropped it back off the room because it's one of the reasons that I walked back that way. I brought in. I actually brought a ton of books to get signed this year. Last year, I think I brought two, mm-hmm. and this year I'm like, you know what? I'm going to bring some books to get signed. And yeah. Some you brought like 50 books. Yeah, there might be 70, but whatever. Just <laughs> counting. Do you have a long box like on a dolly? No, no. I I put them all in my backpack. And that's, you know, I, I, I'm like, I'm going to do this right. But I got some signs, so I went back and I'm like, I, I dropped them off. And then, like, the, the Scott Snyder and the Greg Capullo, I'm like, I'm not getting anywhere near these guys, so. Not till tomorrow morning. I'm coming in tomorrow morning early, like. And head straight there. Right away, yeah. That's the only way I saw because as soon as we got in, dude, was there was a already a line wrapped around. So yeah. people had the same idea. They're like, get in, get it now. Yeah. You know. Which means we're going to have to get in, get in the queue. Yep. Yep. Stand in line to get in. Whatever. It'll be but, worth it. Yeah, it's, it's what, 10 o'clock tomorrow is when they open? I think it's 10 yeah. o'clock. Yeah. Surprisingly, the line wasn't super long to get in when I got here, and I got here early, unlike everyone else. I was so. I was sad, though, because uh, last year, Tony and I got to experience something that we'd never really experienced, because they let press in half an hour early last year, so they had the line for what we've been referring to as the commoners and peasants, and then the line for press. Mm-hmm. And because we're like, ooh, we're special. And so we go, go in there, and they're like, they're like, all right, it's 9.30, and at this time, we will be letting the press in. And everybody in, press, in the press row goes, yeah! And the entire rest of the place goes, 
Boo. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Josh Hawks, who is a fellow uh, yeah. curator of the Points of Interest Podcast Network, he just posted, hey, all you at C2E2 folks, have fun, and I think you should all meet up and have a super mega pod. I well, said you happen, should mention happen, that. <laughs> happening as we speak. Way ahead of you. Yeah. We are missing, uh, we're missing Chris, though. We gotta meet up and chat with Chris Farrell of all good thing, uh, all things good and nerdy. What, and, and what about the nerdette? Yes, she uh, she's gonna be here a little later on. So, so there's gonna be several cross pods and quad pods all potting into a, a, a kind of a megapod pod. Sex pods? Do we have a sex pod? <laughs> <laughs> if we can get a sex well. pod, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that'll be fun. But anyway, cool. Well, I'm going to finish my beer, and I'm going to head back to the floor. Me too, man. Yeah? Yep. Let's do this. I don't know if we'll be heading straight back to the floor there, will we? Well, do? maybe. We might have to, you know, take oh, a... Oh, what's this bick in my pocket? A little a little detour. Oh, it seems like it may need a flicking. That's all right. We'll get on the Starship and uh, head up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Cheers, all right, Cheers. Yeah, C2E2 Chicago standing here with the merciless one, Mr. Ming Chen. Sir, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm only merciless if there is food involved <laughs> or, or alcoholic beverages. Excellent. You're having a fun weekend though, yeah? It's been truly amazing. I, God, I wish I could tell you everything. I don't know if we have enough time. We'd have to sit down and I could tell you all about oh, my adventures. someday we can sit down yeah. and have a proper pot. But, but yeah. Chicago is one of my favorite cities in the world. Uh, I, I, I literally find... Um, I found three speakeasies last night, like, <laughs> like really like underground, hidden, nice. secret password, locked doors, really? hidden like entrances. You're gonna bring an egg and be like, here's an egg. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, and yeah, the blonde woman cries at midnight. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I used to remember it back in Toronto, way back in the day, for like raves. Yeah. You'd literally have to like go to a parking lot, have an egg, and yeah. then they'd give you the address, yep. and then you'd go find it, the rave. Yeah, it's yeah. almost yeah. like that, and I, I think things are like that are so much fun. God, I miss the nineties. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know. yeah, and C2E2 like one of the greatest cons ever. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, they run a great show here. Um, this is your first year doing it? Or you I did it last year, and, okay. uh, and afterwards I, I had so much fun. Like I got to come back. So, right, right, right. So they let me come back. Dude, it's really you know what I love about this con is there's people I've been potting with and friends with online for yeah. like five years, and Chicago's central enough yeah. that they're all here. Yeah, let's go. I'm meeting like like dozens of people. Yeah, and it's, it's really it's really great. Now, yeah, it's, I you know we saw a lot of them in the the the, the hotel bars, kind of like the the cantina bar, the meeting place. They were um, actually playing the music last night. Yeah, I, it was I, funny because sometimes people don't notice and they just keep on drinking yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But that one, everyone stops. And like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They were smart last night, though, because they they kind of, <laughs> hey, celebrities, guests, let's yeah. take you over here. And it turned into a madhouse. Really? It was fucking, it's like the con just kept yeah. going and moved yeah. to the lobby. Pre- it, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And, and I just, lo- I, I'm loving... The mix of podcasting and comic book conventions. It's a big thing now. Um, a lot of the cons will invite podcasters out, give them press passes, mm-hmm. give them like an area to podcast or a special yeah. access. Yeah. Well, last year was really special at Denver. I did Denver Comic yeah. Con. Uh, my co-curator of the Points of Interest Network, he's in Denver. Yeah. So I went out there and they had what they called Podcast Peak. <laughs> and they had a specific artist alley for yeah. podcasts. Yeah. There was like nine of us all lined up They're there. All lined up with microphones, XLR cables. Yeah, yeah, it was they give you yeah. they give you a power strip yeah. to get plug yeah. in your gear. Oh, it, was, it was good times because there's 
there's a lot that won't. Like Fan Expo in particular, yeah. podcasts cannot get press. Um, yeah, they're just so big. I think it's hard to vet sure. a podcast, right? Sure. Could be sure. a kid in his basement. Sure. Could be you, right? Yeah. So but even that kid in the basement probably has an audience. You know, you just oh, yeah. never know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what's exciting for me because. I'll come to a place, somebody be like, hey, I've heard your show. Yeah. And I'm like, someone yeah, like, really? to my show in yeah. Chicago? It's that's, great. Yeah, that's super cool. Well, it's weird, though, because I don't know if everybody knows how it happened with you and yeah, Kevin, sure. but you had a fan site. I did. And you were running, and I he did. saw it and was I like, do it. it for me. Yep. And so basically, I, you know how he's such an internet presence now. Yeah. That's all built off of what you built, man. Uh, yeah, I guess that's that way. He was the one that had the foresight enough to be like, hey, I'm going to hop online. Yeah. I'm going to interact with fans. Yeah. Uh, you know, the uh, podcast. I like to talk. I'm going to start podcasting. Yeah. He's always one step ahead of everybody. Right. That's Were what you makes always it. techy then? Like just oh, yeah. Kid, yeah, yeah. I had, uh, 1984, I had the first Mac. Uh, Macintosh computer and it yeah, just started yeah, yeah. from there. So. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Like, it's cool to learn this stuff because I was not a techie guy. When I started this podcast five years ago, yeah. I could barely use Facebook. Sure. But I've had to learn to yep. do so much. Yeah. And it's exci- that yeah. part's exciting yeah. too. Setting yeah. levels, uh, editing yeah, digitally, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, you just, what is this? Yeah, and yeah, just exactly. hour, Endless hours of YouTube tutorials sure. at night just trying to learn, yeah. you know, WordPress and make a website. Yep. Exactly, but bam, you know, slowly yeah. but surely you get there. So. Yeah, so the transition then, uh, yes. you know, kind of moving away from an I sell comics thing to the Mike and Ming show. Yeah, uh, not a transition, just an addition. I, there's okay. always time to podcast. So right, right, right. I sell comics, uh, try to focus on the comics, yeah. which we love. Right. And, and we, what I love is we record it in the back of a comic book store, so you'll hear sprinter racks going and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, Ming and, the Ming and Mike show, I'll talk about whatever you want. Yeah, so yeah. we can, we, you know, what do you want to talk about today? Let's, Let's uh, pick it. a bunch of yeah, topics. Yeah. Um, talk yeah. about speakeasies. Let's talk about your trip to Chicago. You know, right. yeah. How long did you know? I guess you were around then when Zapsic kind of brought in. Yes. Brought in and started working yep. in the stash yeah. and stuff. Did you guys hit it off right away? Pretty or much, yeah. Did the yeah, relationship I, build over the pod? Yeah, no, I was like, you know, we're both geeks, so yeah, we, yeah. We, uh, we bonded over that. Uh, he, loves 80, he loves the 80s, yeah. those 80s TV shows, so yes, yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's a, such a nice guy. Like I was telling you before, yeah. I'm nobody. I'm this kid in his basement, literally recording on his iPhone. Hit him up on Twitter. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'll be on your yep. show. Yeah, and absolutely. It just it gives you that little bit of confidence. Confidence as a podcaster sure. that you can yeah. do All this. you gotta do is ask. Uh, you know, if anyone listening now, if you have a pot, you know, just hit people up on Facebook. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyone you want to uh, interview, whether it be a huge celebrity or just somebody of interest, and just ask. Yeah, it's good times. Yeah. I'm so happy for podcasting. Yep. And like, you know, Kevin says a lot, it leads to other things. Oh, sure. Since I've started doing this, I've gotten a few voice roles yep. for some RPGs. Yeah, and, and look at you, and you're here, and at, you know, you're here at the press pass at C2E2. Like, you never I know. I did not expect that, yeah. to be honest, because this weekend is Toronto Comic Con. Yeah. Right now. Yes. So I'm usually there, and yeah. I just on a whim, I was like, I have so many friends going to I, C2E2. I love I, Canada, but I think you chose wisely. Yeah, you know, it's uh, they did put together a nice, yeah. nice lineup yep. over there. Yeah. But no, this uh, no regrets at all. This yeah. has been a fantastic yeah. weekend. Absolutely, Just absolutely. Cool. No, we still got a couple, couple hours left. So yeah, uh, absolutely, yeah. I don't want to keep you yep, away from all. too many of your friends. Ming, you're you're an amazing individual. Thank you Thank so much you so for much. chatting with us. That's Ming Chen, AMC's uh, comic book man, the Mike and Ming Show dot com. Yes. And there you go. Do it up. You're the man. You're the man. Cool. <laughs> This is how we prove to the world that we're standing here beside each other, Phoenix. Oh, awesome! There we are. Hi, After everybody. five years of pod madness, here we are. Ah, hey! 
Welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me, Jay. It's about time we see each other face to face. Hell yeah, awesome. yeah. There's quite a points of interest contingent here with you, me, and Jimmy doing yeah. thing. Your, your city is beautiful. Oh, thank you. Hopefully someday if I have money in the means, I'll catch up in Toronto and check you guys oh, that, out. that has to happen. Yeah, Are the Canadian kidding? Expo. The Can um, that's Fan what Expo. Fan Expo yeah. in Fan Canada. Fan Expo Canada, Fan Expo Toronto. Hell yeah. This is a bit of a culture clash right now, actually. Because he actually told me that we have a certain dialect, and I, who've been on this earth for 30 years here in Chicago, have not realized that. And my mom was even dumbfounded, and my mom is right here. Say hi, Mom. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> She's shy. She's shy. Oh, that's so cool. But man. it is a, it's a bit of a clash of the podcast titans here from points of interest. Me... And the Jedi Ross of an elegant weapon is just an honor to see you for the first time. Yeah, face this was to my face. number one thing, man. I'm telling Aww. you, I was like, I'm going to Chicago. I get to meet Phoenix. That's all that fucking matters. Yes. Excuse my language. Oh. <laughs> she, she, she's. A I heard she too. gave you a bit of a bit of slack there. For, yeah, she uh, she 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 heard mouth. a couple of expletives come out of my mouth, and we're she just said, being expressive. Right. Right. We mean no harm. Right. Right. We're good kids. Cause we're, you know, we're, I got it from her. Polite, good. We're good children. Right. right? Right, right. right Our mamas love us. I got it from her, so she knows the deal. She a potty mouth, too. It runs in the family, so she should know. <laughs> she can't sit there and be like, mm, no, it ain't true. <laughs> but it's true. And the thing is, is that she is a lot more outspoken than I am, and I'm a little shy. You noticed that throughout the years when I first started podcasting, I was a little shy. But yeah. then the more you kept coaching me through, and I kept warming up to the whole idea, and it just becomes a blast have so many amazing people on the podcast. And then, of course, talking to you guys, um, Josh Hawkins, 303 yeah. underscore ninja. Yeah, yeah. And um, Francis, the other guy of Critical Moment of Awesome. It was a nice Old thing. family, find man. Oh, he yeah. needs to come here, too. Oh, they'll be out. Don't worry. Callie style needs to meet Chicago style. And he, he has <laughs> to be here. And I know Josh. I hope to God he comes here, too, because I need to see him, too. There's no way. They're so jealous of this weekend. There's no way that they don't come next year. Why? I promise you that. Because they want to be here so bad that they're just at home like, I hate you. Oh, my God. They really going to hate us because Sergeant Slaughter was upstairs you know the wrestling <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. i didn't want to take any pictures because you know maybe you got to pay to take pictures with those guys so i was like skip you're it. a sergeant slaughter fan no i i was a baby at the time oh, but he was I, there from like the early 90s i can remember him yeah, and of course yeah. gi joe you know yeah. oh, i remember when that. i was a kid in the 80s man like yeah because he was on the cartoon yeah and they made a figure of him and we all had sergeant slaughter gi joe figures <laughs> and he had like a group too he had like a team What's i can't the remember the what team? they were called I remember you oh, remember the cartoon yeah and this is shocking because she said she remembered Jim the Hologram. So it was kind of like shocking yeah, that yeah, she even yeah. knows about those Well, cartoons. one of his team was Refrigerator Perry. Do you remember the football player? Oh, uh, yeah. He was a bear, too. Right. Chicago, Chicago bear. Chicago bear, yeah. Right. Uh, Refrigerator Perry. He was a G.I. Joe as well for a while. Oh, my God. Because he joined God. Slaughter's team and they made a little character. You're showing <laughs> your age right now, and I'm definitely showing my age. I got one more left, uh, one year left in my 30s. So <laughs> <there's> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> nine years there. One year left to, to act like a fool. So. A nine-year veteran of Earth. Yeah, yeah. And I'm 30, so... Hey, that's not a bad age difference there. No, no, we're not still young. We have but so you do show your live. age when you talk about stuff from the 80s. I'd be like, well, dang, I was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> do I have to go back in time where I had a pacifier in my mouth every time you bring up something that came out in 87 or something? <laughs> I'm like, look, nice. I'm a 90s kid here. Yeah, yeah. You're all about Power Rangers and... 
That kind of nonsense. Yeah, well, they'll be acting like <laughs> you. Jimmy, you and Jimmy are your Power Ranger love. But you're going to a special screening yes, of I Batman vs. Superman on yes, what, Monday? Sir. Yes, sir. Oh, you lucky woman. Oh, yeah. I know. Finally, eh? I was, I, it, 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 the most intimidating thing about it is that it's the first time I've ever been to a fan screening. Okay, yeah. So, and it's going to be surrounded by press, so it's pretty like, oh, wow. i got to arrive at least about six hours early before the <laughs> screening. Because that line is going to be packed. Somebody's going to be camping out in a hammock or something. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> it's going to be you know? exciting. I'm so but, jealous of you for that. So when are you going to see um, Batman v I think Thursday, whenever the 25th is. I think it starts Thursday. So I'll probably go Thursday at midnight or something like that. It's awesome. only like four days off, you know. So we got to go on spoiler alert and oh, talk yeah. about this, we'll man. We'll do it. We'll do it up. I, I know exactly what we're going to talk about. You're going to spend an hour talking about how bad Ma uh, Wonder Woman is. Oh, you know Kay. me. That's, I've been waiting 30 <laughs> years to see Wonder Woman. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Jimmy! Oh. <laughs> that was me calling to the Jimmy McKnight across from the C2E2, our third member of the Points of Interest Podcast Network, Woo! who is here. Look at this. We get to do a live introduction. Oh Ladies God. and gentlemen. Phoenix, to Nerd Dad, I'd like to introduce you to Jimmy McKnight of the Starship. How are you? There you go. Pleasure to meet you. Yeah, You're nice. new to our family. I am, I am. I'm brand new. I'm so glad to be here to meet you guys. That's great to meet you. I'm trying not to get so nervous. This is the first time I actually get to see you guys face to face. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. He's probably taller than you thought. <laughs> she, said I was, she said I was shorter than she yeah. thought. So. Oh, oh, I yeah, yeah. Up old stuff, She's man. exactly the size <laughs> I thought she'd be. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to have an exciting year. Uh, this has been a great show. Yeah. And you, uh, to end it off, have recommended that we cannot leave without trying the pizza. Oh, yes. And we just got to go to the Loop area, and there's a few places. Mad Mile, try the pizza. Gino's East or Giordano's Pizzeria. There's a lot of bars around here you guys are going to love. Nice beer here. Um definitely go to magma it's beautiful at night you guys gonna love it take your ladies with you you got your ladies with you go around just have a ball have a walk <laughs> <laughs> but yes yes uh, and uh, welcome to my hometown yeah Please that's right here we are in the land of dinner that oh it's so exciting yes. after years it's finally happening kids another exciting year it's just going to keep on going Brand new Ninja Starship. Woo. Pretty much our flagship show on POI these days <laughs> is, is, is Heroes and Coffee. Yes, sir. Are you kidding? Like, yes. And then uh, an elegant weapon you yourself. Yeah, well, I don't know about you on your other side stats and stuff, but as far as our straight-up POI stats, that's this is the show right yeah, here. Yeah, right. Debt running things. I'm not kidding. Hey, this is math. This is numbers. You can't lie about numbers, and you got them, dog. But you get the big... Interviews, man, and and I was totally amazed at all the amazing indie comic book artists that you guys get. The artists, the mainstream artists on your show, that is magic. Interviewed Wonder Woman. Well, yeah, what are you talking but about? that was yeah, my oh, first yeah, major yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> That's my first right. major one, though, and I was pretty nervous doing that. Just that. Well, you did fantastic, and it was amazing. And everybody should go listen to that. Susan Eisenberg on Heroes and Coffee yeah. on PointsOfInterestPodcast.com, kids. 2016. Here we go. Say goodnight. Take it easy, you guys. Later. Excellent! Cool. It's been a busy weekend? It's been great. Yeah? Yeah, really fantastic. That's I, awesome to hear. I haven't been to Chicago in five years because it always conflicted with another show that I do in Canada. And so, uh, really thrilled to be back, and the response has been awesome. Well, it does feel kind of weird with T.O. Comic-Con going on this weekend. Right. Hey, it's yeah, the hometown show. 
Like, I applied for press here just on a whim. Yep. And I got it, so I was like, oh. And then Toronto went ahead and put an amazing lineup. They got right. a bunch of good people over there. Not that this isn't super awesome as well. Right, right. And there's a lot of us up here. I mean, you and there's all, all the raid kids are Yuppers. over there. Yeah, it's kind of fun seeing so many. Uh, but because we're all so busy, sometimes the only time I see people is in other cities. <laughs> Even though we're all friends, you're like, yeah. man, we never see each other in our hometown. we got to go to shows in order to hang out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Awesome. It's a good time. So do you get around much? Do you, how, I, how far do you travel? I mean, I've done shows in England. I've done, um, you know, overseas. But most of the ones I do are in the U.S. So I tend to do a lot of shows in the Northeast, obviously. Yeah, it's a little easier to yeah. just kind of boot down south a bit. Yeah. But I do, you know, I'm usually at San Diego Comic-Con or... I've done um, WonderCon in LA and stuff like that. You know, all kinds of different ones. Yeah, it's exciting. It's good. Know. It's fun. Sometimes we don't realize how spoiled we are at home because uh, you know Toronto is such a. It's so big. Yeah. There's so much happening that it, it almost breaks into its own sections. You know, like you got your Brampton crew and you got your Absolutely. Saga crew and your Oakville crew, and we have so many cons going on all the time. And there are a lot of comic book creators as well. There's a really robust creative community as part of, you know, Toronto well, that it, I can take for granted sometimes, I think. Well, we forget. I mean, when you think about the amount of top-tier artists who are living in Ontario, I mean, mm -hmm. David Finch, Jason Fabok, Ty Tepple, like the list goes on and oh, on. Oh, yeah. And it, it's crazy, but it's uh, it's cool, though, because you're also in a position where you get to mentor stage. Yeah, yeah. And you guys are all awesome for helping, you know, the little guys come up. Um, like, is that an important thing to you, obviously? I feel like a little guy. I don't know. It feels oh, weird to me. Man. It's strange. Like, to me, the whole thing is just, are people making cool stuff? And, you know, if I can tell give people a heads up on maybe some minor pitfalls, that's great. But yeah, I still feel like I'm learning all the time. I don't know, that's just the natural state of it. Right, of course. There's, but there's, there's a nice connection there, especially uh, like two weeks ago, I had uh, a few of the editors for the comics of the Toronto Comics Anthology. Oh, cool. And uh, what was it? You uh, you did the foreword for volume two? That's right, yep. Yeah, and uh, it's just so cool. Like, you're doing that, you know, it helps give a little exposure to all the awesome stuff we've got going on in the city, you know? And yeah, it's really fun, though, and it's nice to see those types of independent projects where people are motivated to build something instead of just I think a lot of people are like oh you know I'd love to see something happen and you're like well you can make something happen you can get stuff underway now it's easier than ever with you know Kickstarter with um, the type of the technology we've got you've got professional quality pre-press on your laptop yeah. you know yeah, it's yeah. not like it used to be where this was high-end expensive equipment that only a, a handful of people had access to right, right we've right. all got professional editing suites We've all got, yeah, you know, yeah, all that. Yeah. I mean, you're recording this on, on a tiny little Zoom one, right? Yeah, things like an ounce. And that's <laughs> what's incredible is we all, the, we're all uh, able to, to kind of work anywhere and build something really cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're also yeah. lucky uh, as far as the culture in Toronto, as far as the education, mm -hmm. like uh, you know, the museums, absolutely, you know, Sheridan College. There's so many opportunities to develop as an artist in that area that, you know, it's not surprising that we have a very artistic community, you know, it's fantastic. Absolutely agreed. Because I go to a lot of the smaller shows, I do Motor City Comic Con in uh, yeah. Michigan every year, and uh, of all the shows that I've been to, that's probably the one that 
there's this real sense of community where oh, really? everybody just wants to lift each other up. You know what I mean? Very it's cool. a really beautiful thing in Michigan. It really, really is. That's it's cool. awesome. And, uh, I haven't been to that show yet. I, I would recommend it. It's there's a lot of heart. It's just one of those. It's like a cool. mid mid tier con, but right. with so much heart. You know? It's, That's awesome. Yeah. In fact, uh, Sean Daly, mm-hmm. he's getting quite big there. Yeah. And I, I take a little bit of credit for it because I got a bit of a following in Michigan, and I, I'm always pumping Sean. Just right, right. Not as he. Not only is he becoming rapidly so much better day by day, but he's just such a nice guy. Sure, you and know? those are the people you want to see succeed. You know, they're putting the time in, and they're and they're not taking it for granted either. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like this, like he's only been drawing like four years now, but it's it's a constant thing. That's you know? awesome. And it's cool to put how much you know that much effort. So how did you come up? through that way then? What was um, your, you know, base? So my first, I started doing, I did a web comic. So I, my background's in animation. So I went to school. I went to Sheridan for you classical animation. Sheridan. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and then I started working in the Canadian comic book industry. I got in a comic book, uh, animation industry. And um, so I was doing, you know, various kind of animation at, at a couple of different studios. I lived in Calgary for a bit. I lived in uh, Halifax for a bit doing oh, yeah. production work. And then... I, but I wanted to do something that I controlled. You know, animation's amazing, but there's a lot of people to get one episode out the door, and you feel like your contrib- contribution can be pretty small in a big production. And so I was like, man, I really want to have more kind of control over the final product. And I'd seen people were serializing web comics online, but they were doing a lot of comedy stuff, and I thought, I wonder if you could do a more dramatic story. And so I put together the story idea, and I started serializing it. This is 2001. This is September 2001. I started um, serializing this story online. I would do three pages a week, come hell or high water. And it was a really good testing ground for me to be able to sort of, can I put out regular content? Some pages were better than others, but I was learning how to tell a story in comics. And so after about six or seven months, uh, I got a message from uh, Scott McCloud, the guy that does Understand Comics. And he was like, I'm reading this. I really like it. You know, not a lot of people are doing dramatic stories online, and I think this is really cool. Uh, you know, and we just started to stay in touch. And he said, you know, I think digital is going to be big. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's, but in 2001, it wasn't for sure. Yeah, you know? that's, a, that's a early call. And so he said, look, uh, you know, you should come to San Diego Comic Con because there's going to be a whole bunch of us talking about digital comics. And I thought, I can never, I'll never be able to get down there. I'll never be able to afford. Like, I was still, you know, just out of school and stuff. And so, through the community that he knew and, and other webcom people, I found somewhere to crash, and someone vouched for me and got me a badge, and I was able to go to the show. My, the last step was literally my dad clearing enough off my visa that I could <laughs> buy a plane ticket for this thought that I would only ever do this once in my life. Yeah, now, yeah. I've been to San Diego Comic Con 15 years in a row. Have you really? Yeah, Holy but at the time, crap. it felt like... This will be the only time ever, right? Yeah, yeah. But it was actually the start of an obsession. How did I know, right? So, uh, and so I ended up meeting all sorts of amazing people and having these really great social experiences and realizing I wanted to do more comic book stuff. So over the next couple of years, got more experience, learned more about the business, ended up hooking up with a studio of artists in Toronto called the Udon Studio. They did the Street Fighter comics. They do a okay. bunch of stuff like that. Right on. And learned about publishing, learned about the business, Learned about all the under-the-hood stuff that no one tells you about, how a book gets made, how a book gets printed, how all this stuff fits together, so that when it came time for me to make my own books again, and I launched Skull Kickers at Image in 2010, I had 
the extra knowledge of marketing, the extra knowledge of how publishing works, and so I could really leverage that and, and kind of build a little bit faster. Right, right. But right. it was like an eight-year process, you know? Yeah. But this is always how, and people, most people didn't hear about me until Skull Kickers. And so they're like, oh, you came out of nowhere. I'm like, yep, eight years of coming <laughs> yeah, out of yeah. nowhere. But an eight-year overnight project. That's right. Yeah. It, but that's, you know, pretty natural for a lot of different fields. How you doing, sir? Doing well. How about you? Good. Who am I signing this to? Uh, Robin and James, R-O-B-I-N. You got it. You guys having a fun show? Oh, yeah. Right on. Cool. Yeah. You guys local, Chicago kids? Yeah. Yep. Awesome. And James? Yes. That's $10 even. Okay. Do you guys take credit or? Uh, on a small purchase, it's not really. Okay, I'll got the cash. 10 and that'd be ideal, yeah. So we pay a fee per transaction. Yeah, so. no, I understand. Yeah. Well, that's the tough part. Is this hard coming this way over the border as far as, you know, with the tax? I know when the small publishers come up right. to Fan Expo, a lot of detail. Oh, like, totally. Yeah. Well, the good thing is because my publisher is American, they're dealing with a lot of that stuff. So uh, getting the books here and everything else. So I don't have to. I'm not sending stuff back and forth over the border or anything. Right. So thank you so right, much. There you go. Thank you very much. Really appreciate right. it. Awesome. Yeah. And so, well, going to San Diego for that many years, then. Yeah. I, I mean, it wasn't the plan. It just worked out that way. Right. Beautiful. So then yeah. I started going with Udon Studio, you know, and helping them while I was there. But yeah, it was really about building up my knowledge of how publishing works, how comics work, how the storytelling works. And so I started to get little, little writing projects in like 2005, 2006, 2007. And around 2009, I started to do writing where I was getting paid, you know, for stories I was doing for other people. And then launched Skull Kickers around 2010 and started to really get more offers because I could show them that... I could do a quality book that I could put the stuff out on time. Right. And then it started to snowball pretty steadily. And if you look at my bio, it's like a smattering of projects from 2002 to 2008. And then 2009, 2010, it just starts, there's like <laughs> four or five projects a year start <laughs> popping at that's that awesome. point. Yeah. You know? And so then that, that's when you've got enough head of steam that, you know, and enough people have seen you enough times that there's trust built up. Right, you know? Right. So an editor... Uh, particularly because I was doing sword and sorcery stuff, I was like a go-to guy. They would say, oh, if it's, you know, got a dragon in it, like, we should call Jim. He should pitch on it, <laughs> you know, or something like that. So you just get more opportunities because you're you're on their mind, right, you know, right, and yeah. that's when it really starts to come together. Right, right. You've yeah. seen a hell of a process then, man, like, especially as far as, like, Fan Expo. Like, right. I oh, mean, Fan Expo was so tiny. Well, when uh, yeah, I've been going to Fan Expo for about 15 years. Right, right. It, it's it's a, such a different Unbelievable. now. Unbelievable. And Calgary Comic Expo as well. I, I yeah, was at yeah. the first Calgary Comic Expo, and they had 1,500 people showed up, and last year they had 80,000 people show up. It's crazy, because there's yeah. a lot of these big cons. I did Denver last year as well, and they're in, like, their fourth year, yeah. and they're almost at, like, you know... Well, that's the convention culture is unstoppable now yeah. because it's no longer nerd culture. It's it's mainstream culture. Yeah. The Avengers movie is mainstream culture. Yeah. You know, uh, Game of Thrones is mainstream culture. Everyone's partaking of it. It's no longer a niche. It's broad excitement about the same thing that we've been looking at for well, years. Well, all us kids growing up from, like, you know, the 80s and 90s and stuff, and now we're all in our 30s and 40s. Yep. And we're running all this stuff, you It's know? true. No, all it's totally true. All the stuff we love is the stuff we want to see The decisions that yeah. are being made now, those people that are, are making entertainment decisions, they are the nerds of, of yesteryear, you know? That's yeah, all there yeah. is to it. So, 
it's huge. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. So what's coming up? Uh, so I've got, um, uh, I'm doing the Thunderbolts book for Marvel. That launches in May. Uh, in April, I'm doing the new Dungeons and Dragons comic series for IDW. Uh, Wayward is my image series, and that's continuing uh, onward. And then um, I have a new creator-owned project that's going to be announced shortly. That's Ooh. all I can say right now. Ooh, so exciting very stuff. Very excited about Coming that. Jim's up. Yeah. Uh, that's very awesome. And you're on all the usual stuff. Uh, I know I'm a friend of yours on Facebook. Right, right. And uh, so you're on Facebook. Find me on Twitter, at Jim's Up. My website is jimsup.com. And on there, in addition to uh, the typical kind of interviews and articles, I've got a lot of tutorials. Oh, right So on. talking about how to write a script, how to pitch a story, how some of the economics of the business works. So some stuff that I think some other people may not cover very regularly. I tend to tend to have that sort of stuff on my blog as well. Fantastic, man. Well, thanks so much my for pleasure. taking a few minutes and chatting, and uh, we'll see you at least again at the end of August. Absolutely. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll have a chat in between sometime. That would be great. Work it up. Awesome. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks, dude. Take it easy. Yeah. And here we are, kids. We're hanging out with Benny, the comic historian. If you kids remember, you met Benny last year at Denver Comic Con. We had a quick little chat. And here I've ran into you at C2E2. Yeah, no, hey, how's it going? How have you Good, been? man. I've been great, man. Just podding along, con after con, as it sounds like you've been doing too, right? <laughs> Yeah, he's like, con pretty much been doing one every month at this point, going off to something. <laughs> doing enough cons that the sound you hear is him trying to break open some Tylenol. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just thinking that too. Is there like no way to open I think it's this? a teether, man. I think it's, it's a like teether. A, it's yeah, like a yeah, childproof. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a child, so I can't get this open. <laughs> Human proof. <laughs> Holy crap. I don't have keys either. So, uh... Anyway, I have keys, I'm going to stab it. <laughs> We're going to burn this thing open in a minute. Good God. Oh, I only need one package of them, too, so that'll work. You got it? Are you... Uh, Jimmy's you doing? Strong. He's got teeth like a vulture. <laughs> That's how you do it. Good time. So, uh, for anybody out, uh, out there who doesn't know, uh, Benny the Comic Storian, uh, the Comic Storian is a YouTube channel, and uh, you guys break out uh, comic book origins, arcs, yeah, no. such things, you know. How would you, how would you describe it? Uh, we recap comic books, the latest arcs. We try to get people caught up on what's currently coming out, so that way if, a, if an issue just ended on issue six, uh, issue seven, you can go in and you know exactly what's been happening. Yeah, yeah, which is the reason that I've discovered your YouTube channel, because yeah. it's big for me where, you know, especially as a podcaster, I read as many comics as I can, but you can't read them all. Exactly. So sites like yours are just gold for me, and I will sit there... And just I'll get lost. I really will. I'll just go video after video. Because guys like you, I think it's very important for those of us who want to keep up on things. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, uh, and, and purposely, and at least in my situation, I try to leave out enough that if you decide, oh, I really enjoyed this story and you want to go read it yourself, yeah. there's still something to discover. It's right. not just a situation right. of, oh, I gave you the whole story. You don't need right. it. Right, you're not going like panel by panel. No. You're not like reading you skip the ahead a lot of yeah, times. Sometimes yeah, I get yeah. accused of skimming a little too much, but... I feel like that's kind of like with the amount of videos we put out, that sometimes is just going to happen. Right, sometimes right. I'm just trying to get through them in a hurry to get to the core points of the value and yeah. what's happening in the actual story as opposed yeah, the to the additional the, the context. Guts of the kind of right, I mean, it's just like a TV show. They have to fill 20, 20 to 30 pages. They right, have right. to fill it. So Yeah, well, it's always a, like a leading connection for me because I'll like read a comic and then I'll hear about something and I'll be like, oh, I don't want to go read that other 20 story arc or four story arc, so I can just go on your channel and, like, yeah. you know, look something up. And <laughs> it makes it so much smoother, you know. I think they're bad. Like, uh, also, uh, you're, you and Varian, 
There's a, no, Valiant. Is Valiant or Variant? No, Variant's the channel. Valiant's the comic book company that right, does Return yes, on Strong. So easy. <laughs> yes. Variant is another one as well. But you and Variant. I'm yeah, no, Variant. We're yeah. good friends. We, we chat a lot. He does the same oh, thing. Oh, you do? Yep. Okay, uh, okay. Same thing with uh, Comics Explained. Yeah. He's actually here yeah. right now. He's the other channel that does oh, a lot really? of recaps. Yeah. That's, that's rad, man. I love that you guys do that stuff. It's so helpful. So you were just mentioning you're waiting for an animator. Can you tell us what's happening? Uh, we just started. We just launched a series. I'm calling them quickies. It's basically like animated versions of like two minutes to recap on a character. Okay. And we're tying him into the movie launches and stuff like that. So like we did two minutes of the origin of Batman, two minutes of Deadpool's history. And the animator right animates on. all that stuff, but apparently he lives in Chicago, so we're meeting up here. Perfect. Yeah. yeah so, nice. so, like, is it going to be like motion comic, you know, or is he li literally like? Oh, he's literally hand drawing everything. Yeah. Right? So yeah. that we own the actual video, as opposed to kind of going into a weird fair use area of taking comic panels and removing stuff. But how long have you been doing it now? When did you start it? Uh, two years now. We just crossed the two-year marker. I can't, eh? Yeah. <laughs> you guys have grown so huge. It was know? unexpected. We started the whole thing off, and within a couple of months, everyone started coming to the channel. And I literally started it as just a side hobby right. on top of other stuff I was doing. So really, <laughs> yeah, eh? yeah. Where does that come from? Were you like into video editing, or like we were editing videos for video games? And oh. I just got out of the military, so I wanted to start pumping out more videos. But my wife runs that channel with me, and she, of course, doesn't really like. We already had a schedule in place; everything was going fine. She didn't really want to add to the schedule, so I was like, "Well, I like comic books." Let right. me do comic book oriented stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that's where that came out of. I started that's doing comic cool, book stuff, man. and now it's expanded to the point where we're we're doing requests for the big two. We're doing requests for the signed that little is stuff. That's so cool, eh? I, yeah. I just did a Death of Superman for DC's channel. It'll okay. come out. It'll come out around there. Is that something they requested? Yeah, because they, the whole just the whole thing's popular right they now. They requested something for Batman v Superman. So I just gave them a list of videos I had coming up that I planned to go around it, oh. and they just picked one out. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. And you just mentioned the military. What, uh, what branch? What were you in? I was in the Army for nine years. Wow, nine years. Yeah, that's what started the whole video game thing. After two tours overseas, my wife was like, I don't want you to go back again. And uh, I got injured overseas, so they were offering uh, VA medical retirement, and she found YouTube, and we were like, well, that'll be a nice combination of income. We can make that work. Right, right, right. <laughs> and you have other people who come in and help you and do the stories as well, yeah? I do now, yeah. We have a team. Okay. I have right. editors, so I pretty much read the story, write the script up, send the audio off to these guys. They put together everything. Very nice. Yeah. How many people are in the team? These uh, four of us total. That oh. includes me. So. And what's the circle? Like, do you have a certain specific, like, say, day that you put anything out, or just kind of as you Every day. Every day? Yeah, we have an everyday schedule now, yeah. I didn't know you were going that fast. Yeah, man. Every, every day, day we put something. That's why I have th uh, three editors now. That excites so me. Every man. day we put stuff out, and yeah. so on the weekends sometimes we double up on them. Right, right. Yeah, because yeah. it's YouTube, so you got to worry about watch time and views. Yeah. But at the same time, I like doing indie books, and I like doing more of the obscure titles. Okay. So what we try to do is tie in, like, oh, we're going to do an obscure title today, but I'm also going to put out this Batman story you didn't know about. Keep it even. Right. A so nice for, for the sake of YouTube, I've now got my views, but I'm able to show people books I want them to see. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. YouTube's a whole monster I don't understand at all, man. All right, well, YouTube's entire revenue-based system is off yeah. of watch time. So I can mm. put out stuff that I enjoy, but if you don't like it and you don't watch it... Yeah, it, nothing's going to come of it. Yeah, exactly. Much, right? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super cool, man. That's, uh, that's very neat. Well, kids, as you hear, that's, uh, that's a daily involvement now. Do you ever see... Um, uh, what's the other one I love? Emergency Awesome? Yeah, no, yeah, he does yeah. do it. Charlie, I think. Uh, he's Charlie the only guy that I've met in this little circle of YouTubers that do the comic book stuff that I think works, like, double my time. I already do, like, 12-hour days, and that dude 
never stops. Yeah, yeah. I've tried chatting with him, and like, it, we'll chat on Twitter and stuff, and he'll oh, be like, yeah? he wants to be in the podcast we do and stuff, but he has no time. Like, right, at all. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Half the time he'll be like, oh, I can be there on Thursday, and then he'll be like, oh, I'm working on like nine videos, can't do it. Well, he does <laughs> them instantly. Yeah. Like, the second they come out, like, I wonder, does he have family or anything? I or have no <laughs> idea, because like, he'll be like, I, I saw a tweet from last night. He was like, Daredevil's coming out in two hours. Don't worry, I'm going to get out my Game of Thrones first. I'm like, what? what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you have time for that? And you know what? I was trying to think about why I like him. Because he's a mellow guy. Yeah. You know, he just lays it out straight. His opinions aren't, like, controversial or not controversial. No, he just gives you the facts, There's you know? something there, though, that he's, he's very pleasant. There's something, like, enjoyable watching him. But the facts he gives you are... Are, are just on point and right there. Like, I wonder sometimes how much he knows all that stuff, too, yeah. you know? And, and not just the time to make the videos, but to comb through for those Easter eggs. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I mean, I, I like to pride myself on having quite a bit of knowledge and be able to link a lot of the stories together with, with just in my mental mind space, you know? Right, right. But he can pull Easter eggs and stuff out that I'm sitting here like, I didn't even catch. I, how did yeah. you find that yeah, crap? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so uh, do you have, like, rules for yourself as far as what you'll do, like, as far as the companies or titles? The or rule I keep across the board, and um, I don't accept payments, I don't do advertising, stuff like that for the companies, I only do stuff that I enjoy. Oh, okay. And, that, and right. I do that by, like, look, you can send me your book if you want, but if I don't enjoy it, I won't read it, so I won't put it up on the channel. Right. So I'm fine buying the books, I'm fine doing all that stuff, and I keep my own, like, it's only what I enjoy. Right, and that's right. my rule on the channel. If I don't enjoy it, I just don't talk about it. Okay. I, d I try to avoid all negativity, and I just avoid talking about it. Okay. Do you do you get a lot of requests then? I do. Like, and so I'll, how I'll do you go about that? Like, if someone requests something, say you get a really popular request from. Like, I'll read the book. You'll read it. Yeah. And, and, and if I don't enjoy it, I'll normally respond to a few people. Be like, no, we're not doing that one. A great example is I wasn't a huge fan of Before Watchmen, mm -hmm. and I get requests for Before Watchmen. So right, I just, right. I'm not doing Before Watchmen. Just I, I'm not a huge fan of it. And right. if I'm not a fan of it, I can't be like energetic in the video. I can't really hype it up. And if I can't hype it up, I feel like I'm doing a disservice because okay, I'm yeah, taking yeah. away from a video where I could hype it up. Right. I could give you what you're looking that, for. I love that, man. I love that. I do the same thing on my show. Like, I'll have a lot of comics on, but I always read them first because yeah. uh, it's mainly I'll interview independent creators, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, even if I don't love the book, as long as I don't hate it, I'll talk to them about it just to give them a platform. You know, who knows? Maybe they might improve, but... I, I try so hard not to be negative. Yeah. It's just a waste of time. It is. It yeah. is. I yeah. used to, when we launched the channel, I used to be like one book a week we would tear apart and we'd be like, this is horrible. Yeah. And I found it was, like, I hated doing it half the time because yeah. if I decided to tear apart a book and give you my complaints, well, maybe your complaints are different or maybe you enjoyed it and now you want to start a debate with me about a book that I just didn't enjoy. There's no particular reason I didn't enjoy the book. That's yeah, simply it's not it. your cup of tea. Right. Sort of it yeah, might, yeah. might not be in my wheelhouse or something like that. It's just right. not what I read. Absolutely. And yeah. people don't get that. They're like, oh, no, you have to read it because it's amazing. I don't, I don't have to read it. Like, if I don't like it, I don't have to read it. Why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder, like, on your level, like, how much you got to fight the negativity as far as the trolls and probably the comments. I, I will say I have the best audience ever right because on. I don't seem to have that many trolls. They exist. Some people are like, why do you have to be dramatic? Why do you have to yell over here and do this? And I'm like, I don't know. The other 600,000 subscribers really like yeah, it, yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just being me. Well, that's, uh, do you... As you've grown, have you had to consciously say to yourself, "I got to, I got to stay me. I got to be true to me." And do well, I, I did because as oh, we yeah. got bigger, a lot of the independent publishers were like, "Hey, we'll give you money to do our book," and uh, and so then it became a game of, "Do I want the paycheck or do I want to keep my integrity and do what I enjoy?" Right, right. And nice. so since the channel is successful, I, I'm lucky enough to be able to say, "I'm going to keep my integrity instead of taking the paycheck." Right, 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 right. You know, if the yeah. channel ever plummeted, maybe I have to reconsider that. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, have you delved into Dark Horse much? 
Uh, I've done their gaming comics. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I've done like Halo and I've done Tomb Raider and stuff like that. Right, right. Um, I haven't touched on many of their independent stuff like Fight Club and things like that. Right, that right. They're doing in-house. Uh, so. Have you ever considered a Star Wars video or two? Or? I'm doing the Marvel run with it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Because cool. basically we try to do stuff to keep people up to date. And as right. much as I love some of the old Dark House stories, yeah, yeah, Disney yeah. literally said, it's gone. Yeah. So it's kind of That was pointless. hard to get over, man. <laughs> that was hard to get over, man. It, it's so much history. Yeah. I, uh, on one hand, I was like, you threw away so much history you could do stuff with. Yeah. On the other hand, I was like, this is good because there's a lot of people who haven't been following Star Wars. Mm. So this is a fresh start. We can yeah. do this, and yeah. it gives me new comics to mess with, and people can. And, and there's no no game of oh, what about that thing where Chewbacca died? Nope, not in continuity. Yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. What about that thing of um, uh, Darth Maul's history? Not yeah, in continuity. Yeah, yeah. No, just just go away. So, it, yeah. it, these three books Marvel's doing. That's all you got to worry about now. Yeah, I, like, I was really because I mean I spent 20 years or whatever reading from the novels in the 90s to the comics that started coming out because like that's how I came to Star Wars. I yeah. actually became a Star Wars freak through the comics. And got obsessed with all that, so I've got long boxes of them, read them forever. All of a sudden, all that's thrown out the window, right. so, you know, I'm going to be like, Wah. But what they started doing has been mostly so good that it kind of, I was like, I, I basically said what you just said to myself. I was like, look, this is a chance for something new, to go right. even further, to go even more with it, and if we're lucky, maybe we'll get a little drop of EU in there once in a while. Exactly. Which they did. Which thrilled me when I saw Force Awakens, you know. They yeah. named him Ben. Sure, it's only one of them, you know. What I mean? But they named the kid Ben. That doesn't mean we know? can't have another kid. I mean, yeah, yeah, this yeah. one already went missing. What about the others? Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, also, it's like, uh, who knows what's going to come. For all, for all we know, Luke, Han, and Leia are the worst parents in the world, <laughs> and there's like nine kids yeah, yeah. out there that so they just ditched. There's no clan of Skywalkers and Calrissians yeah, out there. They're just out there. Together. No one knows yeah, what the hell's yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. But you know, everybody's talking about Rey maybe being his daughter. Luke's daughter. I don't think they're going to go that route. I don't think so. I want. I want to say that's the great idea, but I think it's too obvious. Yeah, that's the issue. Me too. It's so obvious. I don't know why they didn't say something at the end of the movie. That's it's that obvious. Yeah, I think there's more to it. But if they did go that way, I mean, certain things are still open enough that okay, well then who's their mom? And they actually maybe use Mara Jade. Yeah. Oh, I'd love it if they brought back Mara Jade. Yeah. And they even said that they they're going to dip into the EU, which Which is one thing I do like. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 I recently I had John Ostrander on the show, and uh, he wrote a lot of the Dark Horse Star Wars comic books, and we were talking about that, and he's like, I don't care at all. I was like, Well, how would you feel that all your work's kind of erased from canon? And he was like, Well, you know, have you read the new stuff? It's great. Yeah. Like that's where he went. My only complaint with the new stuff is since they're doing the whole before four and five thing, Mm -hmm. like, and they're trying to hype up this whole. Luke and Darth Vader are going to meet. And you're like, no, they're not. Yeah, like, they yeah. can't happen. Yeah, Just they yeah. can't. <laughs> well, unless they somehow finagle it. You never know. What Everyone forgets it happened. Yeah, 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 <laughs> totally. But I love how they went, like, other directions. Like, we find out about Green Squadron. Yeah, exactly. And weird stuff. And the Vader comic. And you Han's know, yeah. wife. Yeah. Quotation. Yeah, 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 <laughs> no one totally. can see, but I'm air quoting. Yeah, air quotes, it podcast, doesn't work on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally. Good times. Um, Yeah, man, I won't take up too much of your time, but uh, kids, go to YouTube comic story and uh, you do fucking awesome work man oh thank you danger will robinson danger no will robinson danger now watch the weirdness of how i start this podcast okay jamal eigel yes because i had to go up to make sure it was jamal eigel that's correct. jamal eigel's looking fit as fuck <laughs> thank Are you, you kidding thank me you. man nicely done thank you know you. way thank to you, whip health in the ass oh absolutely it's good to see you again man. it's good to see you too you do c2e2 a lot 
No, this is my first time back in right like on. three years. Oh, really? Yeah. What spurred that? Why haven't you been here? Um, my daughter's birthday usually landed on the weekends that they did it the past couple of years. Oh, right on. So, right, you know, right. she wants to have a party, Papa's yeah? got to be there. Of course, man. How old is she? She's going to be eight this year. Oh, that's adorable. My boy's five. Oh, so yeah. So nice to have a little Yeah. Uh, how's she about Molly Danger? Does oh, she she's, she's, she's Molly's biggest cheerleader. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah? Me? Yeah. She's constantly telling people, my papa, he's got a brand new comic book character. It's called Molly Danger. Right, right. And is she, is she maybe, is she following the footsteps at all? Is she, she a comic hitter or just she, kind of the no, stuff No, 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 no. She, she reads. She, oh, she yeah? reads comics. She's starting to amass a little collection. I, I pick up stuff for her from my local shop. Like, I'll get her, like, Gem and the Holograms or My Little Pony right or on. Grumpy. Yeah. I got her the new grump, the Grumpy Cat. Not the, the original one, but the, sure, the new sure, series. Sure, sure, So, you know, stuff like that. Or I'll, I, she wants me to, I got her Vader's Little Princess. And now she wants Dark Vader and Son. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I got to I gotta buy a copy of Dark Vader. Well, we'll Vader have to get Fozzie to draw her up a little pony or something I, yeah, like that. Yeah, I think sometime. so. He'll yeah. a few favors. <laughs> I think we can work that out, you know. So in the, in the past recent years, you're, you're not so much doing the big two stuff anymore. No, no, you're a really little been, bit, a little bit. But, but you have really kind of knuckled down a bit on concentrating on your stuff like Molly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, mean, I think the, really the idea kind of evolved. You know, I didn't have a problem doing big two stuff. Sure. But at the same time, I like the freedom of being able to pick projects that interest me. Right. If it's not going to be something that I'm generating myself. Right. So, for example, like something like doing the Kiss miniseries I did for IDW, or right. doing the Terminator for yeah. Dark Horse, or yeah, yeah. working on Molly, or working on Black, the graphic novel I've got coming up. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know, uh, you know stuff like that. Just yeah. the stuff that draws my interest and not keeping the same kind of hectic schedule that you would keep working on a monthly project right, right, as opposed right. to you know picking and choosing your spots because yeah, it's a lot a monthly book is, it, it's it is a lot of work it, it's right? a lot that coupled on the fact that I'm still the marketing director at Action Lab Entertainment right so you know it, yeah, it, 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 <laughs> I have to be uh, careful of how I spend my time each day and yeah. I've got a daughter I've yeah, got a wife yeah, I've got yeah, a family i got a family I've got you know, yeah, responsibilities yeah. outside of work. Of course, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. You know, the last couple of years really has been just trying to find balance in everything. Sure. You know, yeah. just personally. Yeah, and life every day, man. I totally yeah, it's, hear it's, that. It's yeah. hard. It's yeah. hard. And there You've are been in the basement three hours talking to your friends on the computer. Yeah. I'm, I'm a I, podcaster, damn it. I, I, get, <laughs> I get that. You know, you have that, you're having a meeting, like we have like a, a Skype meeting, like an yeah. actual have Skype meeting at like 9.30 on a Monday night. Yes. You yeah. know, yeah. Corinne's just sort of like, what are you yeah. doing? Why are you still, yeah. are you guys done yet? It's like, I'm still, we're talking. We've got business stuff yeah, to take yeah. care of. So, uh, the Actionverse? Yes, uh, Actionverse. The big giant crossover. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Good yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is it completely finished it's yet? It's done. It's, it is done, It's right? done. It's coming out in April and May. Nice. Yeah, so the first uh, the first uh, three parts, it's, you know, I know that for people who are not, un- are not familiar with what we're doing, Action Lab Entertainment has a bunch of different superhero properties. We have The First Hero by Anthony Rutgazer. What, what? We have uh, Molly Danger by myself, of course. We have Stray by Vito Del Sante and Sean Isaacs. We have the, the book that launched Action Lab Entertainment, Fracture, right. by uh, Sean Gabbard and Chad Ciccone. 
and we're putting all of those characters in a six-issue crossover. And awesome. it's an old-school kind of multi-dimensional crisis on infinite earths yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah, just yeah. we wanted to do something fun. We wanted to do something that was a little bit of a throwback to that type of story. And we came up with something. It, it was everybody involved, all the writers involved, over the course of about six months hammering out right, the right. beats of the story. Yeah. Everybody going off and writing their individual issues yeah. or drawing their individual individuals. In my case, I wrote and drew the Molly Danger issue. Right, of course. Yeah, was yeah. it a lot? Was it was it more or less effort than you thought it was gonna? Yeah, some projects like this, because you know, I've I've been involved with like you know, multi-title crossovers before over the years. Projects like that, they they have their own unique challenges. There's right. a lot of coordination that's okay. involved. You know, because it's primary, it's creator-owned projects, there's, you you don't want to, you know, screw with anybody. You don't want to, like, fuck up anybody's characters. Right, you know, well, I guess that know. takes a lot of planning it, to make it sure... Does. It does, it does. And from a writing standpoint, you want to make sure that you're getting the voices of these other characters right, that you're, right. That you're using. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of checking and double-checking and really just kind of, like, trying to, trying to create this one cohesive narrative. I can't wait to sit down and read it all. It, it yeah, is. It's yeah, fun, yeah, man. I sat yeah. down and read, like, through the whole thing the yeah. other day. And, again, like, I had like I had a little bit of a breather because I've been working on other stuff, but I went back and purposely read through every single issue. And it's, it's a great jumping-on point for each of the titles, which is right. primarily why we're doing it this way. Right. And it's just a fun story. And, yeah. you know, I... It, it, it encouraged me to allow other creators to use Molly because they were all so respectful of, of the vision that I have yeah, for her as a baby. character. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's just fun. I can't wait for people to see it. Like nice. What was the graphic novel you just mentioned, Black? Black. We just we just finished the Kickstarter. It's myself, Kwanzaa Osafajo. Uh, Kari Randolph and Tim Smith the third, okay. and it's a it's a 140-page graphic novel. It's coming out at the end of the year. The concept is very simple. It's a black world. It's a world where only black people get superpowers, and they're the only ones able to get superpowers. And if there's a whole giant conspiracy You're behind it, oh on this yeah, oh, oh yeah, man. that is an amazing concept. Yeah. It, it's one of those. Kwanzaa's uh, writing it. And he, he showed me the pitch, and it was just like hammer to the forehead kind of stuff. Like, goddamn, that's so simple. Why didn't I think of something like yeah. this myself? Like, Dude, that would change the dynamic of. It changes the dynamic of. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, the yeah. The planet would not be this planet. No, like, no. It would, wow. But it, it changes the, the dynamic of politics yes. as well and business so and it, everything okay i'll only ask one question because okay. i don't want you to spoil too much right. but like is it flipped then that because only black people get superheroes are they more prominent in society no no oh. no just just, just the opposite okay. it's only a small subset of, uh, of african americans so not all black people no just the only the superheroes hero. are black right gotcha. right <laughs> it's perfect timing for it. Oh, all absolutely. this discussion is going on. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I, you know, I think we're in a crazy... You saw Deadpool? Yes, I did see Deadpool. You know at the end when they make the joke about Kira Knightley playing Cable? Right. Do it. Why not? Why the hell not, man? Because people will lose their goddamn but minds. Deadpool, That's why. would they? Because it's Deadpool. Right. If you, anybody can get away with it, it's Deadpool. That's true. And right? I actually ended up 
I'm not a Deadpool fan, and I actually ended up really liking the movie. Me too. I've never read Deadpool. I yeah. thought it was great. I thought it was so well put together. From a guy who's never made a movie. Yeah. Like, do you know about the director? Oh, yeah. It, yeah he, he used to be the, the head of Blur, game. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, oh, I'm 50. It's my last shot to make a movie. I'm going <laughs> to go for it. And then he made the highest rated R movie of all time. Yeah. Like, it's, it's unbelievable. I can't wait to read that. Did you see the, have you seen the behind-the-scenes FX reel that they put online? Uh, the, like the, the original the, thing? No, they no, 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 no. The, from the movie. No, like, no, no. It's insane. Really? Like, everything that you would think they had stuntmen for was all CGI. Like, really? entire scenes were CGI. Right, right. Like, you can't tell at all. It's, Soon it's they amazing. won't need actors, man. They'll just, like, uh, they'll just make their own actors. But, yeah, we are getting to the point where yeah. it's cheaper to, it's probably cheaper to do CGI than it is to do makeup effects. It's crazy, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, Batman or Superman? Superman. Whoa. Really? Really? Oh. Gotta rep the S, man. Yeah. Is that a hardcore old school thing? It's a hardcore old school thing. Well, actually, thing. I'm not surprised because knowing from your work, you yeah. are very, you know, you're the superhero type. Right, right, You know, right. the colorful. Doo -doo -doo. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I must, you know, respectfully <laughs> disagree. I, well, no, that's I, fine. I think we're that's all going to win. I, I'm a big Snyder guy. I'm right. a little biased, but I think it's going to be just all around we'll gorgeous. We'll see. We'll know, see. I'm, I'm not a big Snyder guy, and I have my issues with Man of Steel. So. Yeah, were you a fan of Watchmen, though? Yeah, no. yeah. I, I think the last thing of his that I like, I, I like 300. I thought Watchmen was okay. He, you know, but Sucker Punch felt like a that Sucker Punch. A bad, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was kind of a, you know, what was also really good though that Owl movie. You know, the CGI Legend of Gahul. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was actually really good. I've never, se I've never yeah, seen. Yeah, sit that. down and watch it with the girl. It's a kid like family movie, oh, okay. but it's a, he directed it, didn't just produce, and it's. Really cool, because you have to admit he's at least visually stunning. No, no, that's yeah, not yeah. the issue. Yeah, yeah, I he know. Is, he is a very he is a, he, he yeah. it's a, and it's really telling because he went to film school with uh what's his uh, what's his name uh, Transformers Michael Bay. Oh yes, yeah, yes, they went yeah, to, yeah, they yeah, went to film sense. school together. Well, so. I think that's why it was a partly a smart move because he didn't just bring in Affleck as Batman, but it was a whole deal, and Affleck helped rewrite the script. Right, because Zach knows. It's not like you gotta respect the guy that at least he admits it. He's like, I know I'm not like a writer or the greatest thing. Like, I need a good script. If you can make it better, you know, I'm just gonna make it visually stunning. Which, uh, for me, I don't even need dialogue. Like, mm -hmm. not that I don't understand the, the story is just important. Right. But for what Zack Snyder does, I could just like look at it and stare at this beautiful. I, you know, I, you know, I'm I'm different. I need story. Of like course, the, the yeah. spectacle is fine, but I need yeah. the story. Needs to hold the spectacle together. Right, right, yeah. right, right. I just want to see them fucking busting ass and shaking ass. Wonder Woman is going to steal this movie. Right. It's going to be like Silk Spectre on steroids. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, it's yeah, going to be amazing. Man. So, plans to come back north or what? Um, I would like to. Yeah. I would like to. The opportunity presents itself. Probably not this year, just because my my dance card is kind of full, sure, convention wise. Sure. But you doing a lot this year, yeah? Yeah, I'm doing. Where I'm are you going to be? A lot. Um, going to be doing Phoenix, doing Baltimore, New York. Possibly San Diego. Um, doing Atlantic City. I'm doing two shows in Jersey this year. Damn. But I'm also doing like a lot of like uh, the kids' comic con. Sure, sure. And sure. like specialized oh, library. Yeah, library yeah. show. A couple of library shows. Yeah. That, that sort of thing. So it's. Great you guys to do that stuff. I, you know, you know it's, on, it's, it's important. Yeah. It, it really is. You know, it's. it's yeah. 
you know, I, I feel like, you know, when I when I was a young reader, I was encouraged to read comic books by everybody, yeah. you know, and then the, I fell in love with the medium because of that. So I think that sharing that love and giving them material, giving kids material that they can read and creating kid-friendly material because there, there's more of it now than there's ever been. But yeah, well, it's, there's it's, your particular yeah. idol Oh, here. yeah, absolutely. It's, but it's still, yeah. it's not enough. There should be more, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, you, I look at, I, yeah. well, yeah, but I look at the, like a convention like C2E2 and you see where it's kids' day today. There's yeah, kids everywhere kids in here. costume, yeah. Yeah. having fun, looking at the booth. That's what this is all about, yeah. ultimately. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. So I want to I want to keep sharing that. I want to keep pushing that forward. Right on. Well, I appreciate you doing that, man. Yeah. It'll just bring more and more beautiful and talented comic creators like yourself. Jamal, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah.